The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Bully Ray talk about the big announcement from Monday Night Raw. That's right. War Games at Survivor Series. We get into that. Also, when it comes to history, is Bob Backlund's title run being erased? We'll explain and pose the question right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I mean, think about this, Bully. Cody Rhodes is going to be part of a War Games match. Um, I'm very, very excited about that. Obviously, his father, Dusty, invented war game so this is going to be special coming up in two weeks from saturday at survivor series war games in your opinion greatest gimmick match ever created yes yeah me too <laughs> yeah i mean I, I to to me it's fantastic the history behind it uh the people that we've seen involved in it and to me it's come full circle 1987 having dusty a part of that first ever war games match and now you know, we're going to see it again with Cody Rhodes involved. This this, this is going to be a special one coming up uh, later on this month. Uh, Raw last night was, I thought, eh, I thought it was okay, an okay show. There wasn't a ton of excitement, but they went off the air. Extremely exciting. Um, and uh, I'm looking forward to War Games. This, uh, this is Cody's first one? This is, uh, of my, my knowledge, this is Cody's first ever war games I, I can't see how he was ever part of another one i think we would have realized that it would have been something special knowing that is his father that invented it yeah this is his first ever war games match i liked uh i cody got one hell of a reaction last night when they hit his music and he came out for the big fire up in the end in the save um people were chanting cody I wish Cody was wearing a just a t-shirt last night when he came out and when he was firing up at the end would have just ripped the t-shirt off not to copy Hulk Hogan but just to fire up I think the people would have been even more behind them or took that sweatshirt off or something and put his hand over the tattoo of dream just that little something something extra to you know to to throw us back to Dusty creating the war games and now Cody being in his first but Overall, uh, I thought they went off the air really, really hot and exciting. 
And again, I, I, I know I get accused of being a Cody fanboy, and I, and I get it because I am a big fan of Cody Rhodes. Like, Cody kind of has that feel about him a la a John Cena. You know, whenever John Cena appeared, it, you know, they called him Big Match John. JBL mm-hmm. would call him Big Match John. He just brought a Big Match feel to everything. Cody has that same thing about him. Like, he really just, when he comes out and he's a part of something, you know that it's something special and that it's something big. It's very rare for wrestlers to have that. I think Cody has that something special. I think Cody's on his way to having that something okay. special. Okay. I don't the- I don't think he's there there yet, but I think he's going to be. Now, last year they had war games at Survivor Series. It was what the Bloodline and the Brawling Brutes or whatever. It's, I, I hate to say this, but kind of unrememorable. Like I really don't remember much of that match. I don't think we talked a lot about that match. Uh, this year, it's obviously the Judgment Day involved. Um, this story at some point is going to connect back to Roman Reigns. I thought it was actually going to start maybe at Survivor Series. Obviously, that's not going to happen. We have five months for Cody to reconnect back to Roman Reigns. I'm interested when that's going to happen, Bully. But I, I, I feel like this this Survivor Series is going to be a memorable one. Because, Bully, if you think about it, the big four, I, I don't know if we've really talked about Survivor Series being one of the big four anymore. You know, for years it was when there was only the four pay-per-views, but there's other pay-per-views that I think are bigger than Survivor Series, Money in the Bank being one of them. Maybe maybe this is where we get back to Survivor Series, getting back to being one of the big four again. Chicago is going to be hot for the war games. Hopefully they're hot for the entire pay-per-view. They've op- they opened up seats, a significant amount of seats. Chicago's like, I think close to 16,000 tickets sold. I believe the entire uh, entire arena is basically sold at this point, even behind the staging, or maybe a small portion isn't. This is kind of why Vince, one of the reasons Vince stayed a, away from the war games for so long. First and foremost, it wasn't his creation, yeah. even though even though he bought WCW. I believe this is why he created the Elimination Chamber, that the Elimination Chamber was like his version of, of the war games. Also, Vince knew that the two rings took up prime real estate of seats that could be sold. So I'm glad that the WWE open seats, Chicago, probably pound for pound, the number one pro wrestling city out there. I'm sure you can make the argument from New York and, and Philadelphia, but you're shaking your head. No, Dave. So it's Chicago for you, right? To me. And I think I've said this on the show before bully. And listen, I don't want to piss people off because when it comes to cities and their pride, I totally get it. I think Chicago, you have to say is is the biggest and best city when it comes to pro wrestling. I really do. And then and then you have that looming specter of that one guy out there. Will or will he be or not be in Chicago? I mean, you know, you have to bring it up, bully, because we heard. I mean, we heard CM Punk chants on Saturday in Saudi. And then we heard CM Punk chants again last night. I feel like, 
man, I I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I I actually thought weeks ago there was a better chance we were going to get CM Punk at Survivor Series than I probably do feel right now. But, man, whether we get Punk or not, I feel like you're going to get a big dose of CM Punk chance at Survivor Series on the 25th. Um... I would much rather, and I have stuck by this opinion since day one when me and you talked about it. I believe CM Punk is worth more or means more to the entire wrestling industry if he does not go back to the WWE. You go back to WWE and that that nobody really benefits from, from a name like CM Punk. Like Impact Wrestling can definitely benefit from a name like CM Punk. Remember back in the day, I said I'd rather see CM Punk go back to Ring of Honor and help Ring of Honor become a bigger company. Going back to WWE is just, it's cookie cutter. And, and, and what I, makes I, you I, think, I, what, go ahead. No, I get what you're saying. I really do. And I know we've had this discussion before, but we free, we're freelancing here. I hear what you're saying, Bully, and I understand it. Impact, or TNA, has a lot of buzz around it right now. It's an up and coming. Like I know it's been around forever, but it just feels different right now. And it feels like they're on the cusp of something special. You bring CM Punk in, maybe that's the catalyst to to jump it to that next platform, to jump it to that next level, to get more eyes on that show. Like I just feel like TNA is in a really good place right now with a lot of momentum and a lot of buzz. Punk would just add to that. And I think it would be really good for TNA and for CM Punk. But there's just something about what that moment would be at Survivor Series. And and listen, I don't mean to buy into all the hollabaloo when it comes to the tribalism and the social media. But man, Cody Rhodes, Jade Cargill, CM Punk, like... That is kind of like the jabbing that's going back and forth between the WWE and AEW, right? Cody, you know, CM Punk, Jade Cargill, Edge, Ric Flair. Like, there seems to be a little bit of a jousting session going on between these two companies. Cody was getting booed when he was with AEW. Look at, look at, look at Cody right now. And AEW fans have nobody to blame but themselves for the Cody situation. It's as if AEW fans welcomed Cody with open arms and then pushed him away. In my eyes, and don't tell me about the Anthony Agogo situation because Anthony Agogo has fucking gone, gone. Those fans pushed that man out of that company. I'm not saying it was the number one reason why Cody's not. There's, uh, there's probably other reasons. Then there is. But those fans started booing that guy out of the building. They wanted him to turn heel. They wanted him to turn oh, heel. And like, if we want Cody to turn heel and uh, we're not getting what we want. They want. But Bully, think about it. They want him to turn heel. Uh, he's the biggest baby face in pro wrestling right now. That's my opinion. Think about that. Well, well, AEW think about, fans know better than, than Cody does or that we do. Jade Cargill? I love AEW. I'm an AEW fan, so I take exception. No, no, no. No, you don't. You know what I'm talking about. I know, I you know would have never pushed Cody never, away. No reason to. 
No reason to. The guy was uh, the savior, and then all of a, all of a sudden he was he, he was public enemy number one. Don't don't understand it. It makes no sense. And but look, it benefited Cody in the long run, and I think it benefited the WWE. Uh, Jay Cargill, we're seeing what they're doing with Jay Cargill uh, right now. CM Punk, the last image of CM Punk was him walking up that entrance ramp, giving the middle finger behind him. So imagine if CM Punk was to come back to the WWE. You know, CM Punk is another person, Bully, that even at that big show, which turned out to be his last at All In at Wembley, 50-50, a big portion of that crowd was booing him. I don't think there's going to be any boos in Chicago if CM Punk reintroduces himself to the WWE universe at Survivor Series. I I just think that I'm sure Punk is willing to go back to the WWE just to shove it up AEW's backside. I just don't know if the WWE wants the potential same situations that they were in with punk back in the day. I feel like if punk went back to WWE and obviously the moment would be amazing because it would be Chicago and yada, yada, and the whole world be talking, but Dave, don't you think that the WWE and punk would be walking on eggshells every day with one another? I, 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 I think it's, I think it's a little bit of a different world in the WWE right now. But is CM Punk a different person? Well, I, I, I mean, we don't know that. We're, we don't know that. And again, that. I don't know how much at fault he was at some of the incidents that have happened. Number two, number three, like this is a, your last chance, bully. Like if this doesn't work out, you're done. I would think that he would want his legacy. And this is a guy that you know was trained and and thought of mentor and loved a Harley race and a Terry Funk. CM Punk has a lot of love and respect for the tradition and the foundation that is pro wrestling. So I, I would think that this last, and he's older and wiser too. You're talking, you know, it's a decade removed from the problems that he had with the WWE the first time. I think it would be a different story if CM Punk went to the WWE. And I don't think that there, let's just uh, bring TNA into the picture. I know what that locker room is like. I know the work ethic of the locker room. I know the personal camaraderie the locker room is in. I also know what I know of Punk and his um, uh, attitude or philosophy or the, the, the way he can be. I think it would be, I think it would work. The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past, all available right now when you go to YouTube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. 
Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun, FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. I think Michael Cole might have screwed up on Saturday in Saudi because we were just talking about the longest title reigns in WWF, WWF, WWE history. Bruno's number one. Backlund's number two. Unless you now recognize Antonio Inoki's victory over Bob Backlund, which the WWF never did. But even if you recognize... Antonio Inoki's victory because his reign started in 78. That match was in 79. Backlund held on to the title until December of 83. His reign would still be over Roman Reigns, but yet right now it seems like the WWE is not recognizing Bob Backlund's title run. This is very interesting. Can somebody go on the WWE website right now and look at the title history and see if Backlund's name is on it when it comes to the 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 the, the Brunos of the world, the Bob Backlunds, the Hulk Hogan's, and the lineage of the WWF, 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 WWE, World Heavyweight Championship, Universal Championship. You cannot screw with history. I said last night on social media, and it's the only tweet I sent out during Raw, I believe, about uh, how they will they will make you remember what they want you to remember, and they will make you forget what they want you to forget. That's when it comes to storylines. Like last night, they reminded us of how Solo Sokoa decimated John Cena, and we talked about this yesterday. But you can't screw with the, the, the championship lineage because – 
people are on the cusp right now of what people are not exactly doing black flips with this Roman thing where we see him sporadically. And then when we do see him, it seems kind of cookie cutter, blah, blah, blah. If they try to make things even easier for Roman right now, I don't think people are going to buy into it, but I don't think the majority of the WWE universe is going to know or care. They're, well, I only, mean, they're only going to know what commentary tells them. Very few, the minority will know the truth. Kind of reminds me of politics today. The minority will know the truth. The majority will believe what they're told to believe. But but this is where I have a problem, and I won't let that happen. I mean, if they go with that narrative, bully, then I I I will scream it at the top of my lungs every single day on this show. Because now you're shitting all over that championship. Now that championship doesn't mean anything to me. No, I was going to say something, but that doesn't make sense. So I'm not going to say it. You got something, Paul? I just was going to say, like, it's one thing if Michael Cole says there are only two men that he, Roman needs to pass. That's a mistake. But then to actually recount the number of days that those two men are and still leave Bob Backlund off, that's an omission, it feels like. Like an intentional omission. That it is not two mistakes. It feels like that's on purpose. Maybe they're intentionally omitting him because... The majority of wrestling fans that are out there today will know the name Bruno San Martino. They will definitely know the name Hulk Hogan, but they might not know the name Bob Backlund. See, I, I kind of I kind of say no because we just saw a video package with Paul Heyman where they recognized Bob Backlund and they put Bob Backlund in their Hall of Fame. I, I mean, and probably one of my all-time favorite Hall of Fame ceremonies at Madison Square Garden. Like, that's on Peacock that you can watch where they talk about how long he was champion. Like, I, I, you just can't erase that. Paul, well, get Triple H on the phone. I mean, if they, I wonder if there's a historian. I, I wonder if there's a historian we could get on to talk about this and why they, and why they would do this. I mean, I, I, this I, is, this is where like a, a Melcher comes in probably. Cause Dave, I mean, knows his history, like, you know, like, like yeah. crazy, but this is where the WWE will lose me. This is, this is one of those instances where that would piss me off enough where that I will shit or I will shit on the air. Roman Reigns title run every single day if they start erasing history and starting omitting people to make this record seem better than that it actually really is that would be something that you couldn't get over that's something i could not get over it's bully ray do you want to watch the best of busted open go to youtube right now and subscribe to our busted open podcast channel all right it's time for my lagreca snaps and i was gonna do something on Monday Night Raw, Bully, but I kind of changed my tune after the conversation we just had. Now, we're still working out what happened exactly. We're, st we're still working out whether Bob Backlund's reign, you know, kind of ended because of Antonio Inoki's victory and the exact timeline, or maybe it was a mistake by Michael Cole in Saudi on Saturday. But it kind of brings up a bigger picture. That really makes me hot. And I'm wondering if I'm alone on this. Okay, because we are going to get to the nation. And Bully, it's something I struggle with. And Bully, you talked about 
officiating, how sometimes officiating gnaws at you. It gnaws at me when it comes to history. I hold the history of pro wrestling very, very sacred, Bully. You know, I really do. And I'm not even somebody that's ever stepped into the ring. But I'm going to bring up somebody I used to work with that kept history sacred, and that was Shannon Sharp. I used to work with Shannon Sharp. And Shannon Sharp, when he went into the world of the NFL bully, he took it upon himself to learn the history of the NFL. He's like, now that this is my career, and I know now forever I'm going to be linked with the NFL, and also when my career is done, I'm going to talk about the NFL. He felt it was his responsibility to know everything that he could about the National Football League. I'll bring in our very own Mark Henry. Mark Henry, when he said, this is going to be my profession, and this is what I'm going to do for a living, he learned everything he possibly could about the history of pro wrestling. He he finds the history of pro wrestling very sacred to him. And I know you do too, but as a fan, I'm just a fan, but I've made this profession my career. I feel like it's my responsibility, Bully, to know the history of this great sport and to recognize and give respect. I feel like when you erase history and you cross certain things out, you're disrespecting the people who were the pioneers of this industry. You're disrespecting the people who put their health and their life on the line each and every time they walked into the ring. And that's one thing, Bully, that I will never, ever do. This is where you, Bully, have the right to smack me in the face if I disrespect anyone that steps into the ring. And you've done that in the past. There's a There's been plenty of times that you and I have been doing a show where you tell me, hey, LaGreca, pump your brakes. You've never stepped into a ring. There is a line, Bully, that I do not cross or I try not to cross. And there are times you got to smack me back to reality and you'd be like, hey, Dave, pump the brakes a little bit. This is where you may be crossing a line. And, and Bully, I don't want to cross that line. But I feel like you start erasing memories, you start crossing out facts, and you start manipulating history, Bully. This is where that's a slippery slope when it comes to this great business. And I try not to do that. Dave, I agree. And we need to get to the bottom of this Bob Backlund being recognized by the WWE situation. Yes. A couple of a little a couple minutes ago, Andre said he was still listed on the website, but Michael Cole did not mention him at Crown Jewel. Meanwhile, he was mentioned a couple of months ago when the timeline of the hit of the history of the championship was done by Paul Heyman. And and, and bully, it makes me a little nervous. Why? Because Michael Cole is so good. I can't imagine Michael Cole on a premium live event when this is the biggest story in the company. And and we talked about it on this show many times. You're using the length of the reign and the history and the legends and what the weight that carries as the story. 
Man, you got to be accurate about that. And this is not a shot on Michael Cole, but it makes me nervous. It's because I respect Michael Cole. It makes me nervous. I don't know if Michael Cole would make a mistake like that. How do you not, How are you not mentioning Bob Backlund? It, are, do you want to erase it? Do you want to make it easier for Roman Reigns to complete history by not having him to pass? By him passing Hogan, and then there's only one guy in front, and that's Bruno San Martino. It makes me a little nervous. Again, I hold the history of pro wrestling very sacred. I I hope they're not trying to manipulate history here, Bully. I hope. Uh, I wouldn't put it past them. I don't have any real better answer than that. I want to get to the bottom of this. I don't put it past them to try to manipulate a little bit to make it easier to, to get Roman's name near the top of that list. And listen, that's the to, goal here. And until I know further, it's Bruno, it's Bob Backlund, it's Hogan, it's Bruno's second run, and then it's Roman Reigns. Until there's some facts that make me believe that that's not the truth, that's the fact no matter what what anybody on a microphone is going to say to me. And what we've been talking about is, yes, he can surpass um, Bruno's second reign, and then there's a possibility of him surpassing Hogan's reign. But, man, they'd have to... Why would they have eliminated Backlund? If you eliminate Backlund's name, now you have to mention Roman at number two and Bruno at number one. That's the only reason I can possibly think of. Yeah, this is, this is interesting. Again, it could be a mistake, but again, my whole foundation of why I love pro wrestling is the history that's behind pro wrestling. You can't forget about history. Do you think that having Roman at number two, is more important to the WWE than having Cody defeat Roman at WrestleMania 40. If, but no, I, I don't because, and here's the reason. Well, maybe they, I, I don't know. Maybe they want him a, a past to surpass Hogan. Maybe they want that. That's that, something right. that they number want two. To, to have him at number two. But to me, Cody's going to be your face of your company. To me, that's more important, especially bully if they're manipulating history. Then maybe it's doesn't it is not that important to them if they're gonna manipulate it. Is it that much of a difference between two and three? You're not gonna be number one. You're not gonna be number one. What we need to do between today and tomorrow is get to the bottom of where Backlund lies in this WWE title lineage. Because that Dude. if they if they're trying to get rid of his name, maybe that was just for the show. Maybe that was just because Bruno's name and Hogan's name are the most recognizable. That's the only thing I can think of. But listen, if you go back and you list the Heisman winners of the past 20 years, we're gonna know the majority of names, but I bet you there's a couple of Heisman trophy winners that we don't remember them at all. No, but they're, I, but they're still on the list. But you, you can't just forget them. I agree. You can't just forget them. And I, I, I'm not going to forget about Bob Backlund. Now, we had a discussion Bob yesterday. Bob Backlund was our world heavyweight champion growing up. 
when I when I fell in love with pro wrestling, Bob Backlund was your WWF champion. Yeah, and we and we were into him, so it would be very hard for me to swallow. Also, that all of a sudden, the guy that I grew up on, the guy that I asked my grandfather to take me to Madison Square Garden to go see at one time, can't just forget about this guy. No, WWE is a different world now, brother, than it was when we were growing up. Listen, John Cena is there saying is the greatest of all time. Is that up to debate? A- absolutely. Well, John but if Cena has only won WWE gold. Yes. Ric Flair has won gold in, in every other promotion. It's like I always... Listen. Uh, I, I have to use the Dudleys in, 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 this, in this example. The Dudleys did it in every company on the planet. That's what separates them from everyone else. If you have a world champion, a world tag team champions that have gone on to every territory and conquered every territory, that will always, in my eyes, mean more than a wrestler who only did it in one territory. Yeah, and, and you know, we could throw the Road Warriors in there. Why do we love the Absolutely. Road Warriors so much? Absolutely. Because the Road Warriors won wherever they went. Like, to me, I'm, I'm sorry. This is not a disrespect to John Cena, Bully, in any way. But if you ask me who's the greatest of all time, John Cena or Ric Flair, I, I don't even have to think about it. It's Ric Flair. The gr- the greatest world heavyweight champion of all time is Ric Flair. I get that argument. The greatest world heavyweight champion in the history of WWE, based on the amount of titles won, is John Cena. But has John Cena ever – now, what, what should mean more? Cena winning the championship 16 times? Or Bruno holding it twice the the amount of time he has. I think it's the length of time, and uh, I mean the length of time is what they're touting with Roman right now, right? It's not about it's not even about victories. It's not even about title defenses. It's about how long he's held on to this championship. So if that's your gauge, if that's your gauge, then to me, Bruno San Martino is the greatest of all time and in you, WWE and history. You, and and to your point, Dave, if you start talking about it as far as length of title reign like days accumulated well then we have to put in quality days accumulated and when it comes to quality days accumulated roman's not even in the conversation not even in the conversation maybe maybe he's in the conversation of strength of match and opponent but roman doesn't come close to what hulk did Hulk was defending that that belt every single night. Flair was defending belts every single night and twice on Sundays. This is where, see, I don't like the terminology, the business has changed. This is where the WWE has changed. Well, I mean, I think of it in this way, Bully. If John Cena is wrestling in Japan, he's wrestling somebody that's in that WWE bubble in Japan. It would be the same if he was defending that title in Wichita, Kansas. doesn't make a difference. We're talking about Bob Backlund and Antonio Inoki because he went to Japan to wrestle Antonio Inoki because that was the best wrestler in Japan at that time. 
I mean, it was it was a world championship. You traveled and defended that world championship. That's why Ric Flair is the greatest world champion of all time. First of all, he did it every single day of the week, but he traveled the world and defended that championship. And even in this country, it was during the territory system. So he would wrestle, you know, Terry Taylor in Louisiana, and he would wrestle Kerry Von Erich in Dallas, Texas, and he would you know, defend against Billy Jack Haynes in Portland, Oregon. You know, he was definitely, he was your definition of a world champion. So you could tell me John Cena is the greatest of all time. You could try to push that narrative on to me. I ain't taking it. I ain't swan. I'll choke on it before I swallowed it because there is no way you're going to convince me that John Cena is the greatest of all time when there's the nature boy, Ric Flair. I get it. All right, that is my LaGreca Snaps, and LaGreca Snaps is brought to you by Slim Jim. Snap into a Slim Jim. Oh, yeah! Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day's work than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. It's because since day one, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. We use three kinds of lemons, all handpicked from family farms, then blended to perfection in cold press to create the epic hard lemonade you know and love. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.